I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hi, I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. I swear I'm not two very small children in a trench coat pretending to be a person, and I'm pretty sure you're not either. So why don't we go learn how to write better? You know how we have that growing list of concepts and ideas that you want to be careful of when you're putting them in your manuscript? Like, be careful with your adverbs because it's not necessary all the time to really make sure the reader gets the specificity or that modifying this verb in a particular way is sometimes an indicator you need a stronger verb, or how sometimes when we talk about uh, exposition, you don't need words like thusly because it just sounds weird, and how your dialogue needs to sound like people, and there's all these different little rules that stack together that aren't necessarily hard and fast rules like the rules for conjugation or the rules for basic sentence structure, but they're rules we all sort of socially and collectively creatively agree to, right? I want to add a rule to that list today, and that doesn't really have a name. I've been sitting here with the microphone off just sort of anxiously trying to figure out how do I express this idea. So let's call them little words. And little words are... It's, it's not necessarily a word like a or the, an article, where they have few letters. It's those little mouth sounds people make when they speak. And it's the little words people say that we want to try and document. Because if we were watching this on TV, if we, were, if we were taking your book and we converted it into a show streaming somewhere, and we had the captions on, if you were going, you know, one for one, sound for word then you might have a character do some small words in the course of dialogue, like, uh-huh, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-mm, mm, and all these various mouth sounds that we take to be words without them actually being words. Sometimes it's just M-H-M-M or N-N-H-H-N-N or some combination thereof, or U-H-H-U-H, maybe that's one word or two. All those sounds that we take as words. That's what we're classifying as little words. Here's, here's a note. Here's an editorial consideration. You don't always have to document them. One, because it sounds weird. Because the it, reading it does not necessarily impart the exact mouth sound. Because uh, the thing I just said, how many H's does that have? How many U's? Are all the U's capitalized? Is the whole thing capitalized? Is four out of the five U's capitalized except for one? Is there an N in there? How do you account for that sound? And likewise, how do we interpret the context for that sound? Because if I say, well, uh, and write it out, and how do you, how do you, how do you know brain-wise that I'm not saying something more like, well, uh... Something more, I don't know, vocal, evocative. 
that interpretation is room you really don't need to mess with. It's stuff you don't necessarily need to get into. Remember, writing your creative thing, whatever it is, is not about creating a transcript. It's not about carving it into stone so that, you know... Um, some kind of legal authority will turn around and go, ah, oh, yes, the book, the draft, and and hold it up for centuries to come. It doesn't need to be perfectly documented, and every little jot and tittle and sound and this and that and the other don't always need to make the record because you want to afford your reader, whomever they might be, wherever they are, you want to afford them some kind of wiggle room, latitude, to understand what's going on. So instead of you trying to document all the, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm, mm, et cetera, et cetera, you don't have to express it in dialogue. You can express it in exposition. What do you think about that? She asked. He agreed, period. It ends the, the dialogue chain for sure, but it still communicates to the reader that there was some kind of agreement. The specifics of that agreement, likely not necessary, but it's also sparing you the responsibility of trying to manage and mitigate all the sound effects and all the Foley work of trying to understand exactly, well, how many ends are in, mm-hmm, and it's not that there's some universal agreement as to the number of M's or N's or U's or A's or S's or H's or whatever. It's that sometimes when we're trying to reproduce a scene exactly in our heads and we're trying to account for every little sound and every little thing and every little inflection, shadow, shade, and color, we are missing the point that we don't need to be hyper-specific in order to paint a picture. Now, we'll talk more about this tomorrow when we talk about specificity. But for now, let's just focus on the little words. All those little mannerisms and quirks and and manipulations of sound in dialogue that we take as assent, agreement, pleasure, disagreement, confusion, spacing, whatever, and understand that While yes, we can absolutely, I'm not saying you have to strike them from all dialogue. I'm saying use them sparingly. I'm saying they're croutons in a salad. Sprinkle a few on top. Call it a day. You don't always need to account for the mouth sound. You can instead find different ways of expressing the idea behind the sound. And if you're about to come at me with, well, John, it's faster to do it this way. Let me ask you why you're moving so quickly. Why does it matter that you have to take this second to say, or, or write out, I should say. Why does it matter that you're writing mm-hmm with the correct number of M's and H's? Why mm-hmm when instead you could nod or agree or say nothing and let context clues carry the rest of the idea? Be careful with the little words. Be careful with the specificity they engender. Use them lightly casually don't get bogged down in trying to get them correct and don't think that you need to master them so that the reader completely 1000 million percent knows what's going on because the reader isn't taking a quiz on your work the reader is trying to consume your work to enjoy it those little words 
not always the best way of relating the idea that your characters are human, not always the best way of relating the specifics and the ideas themselves that you want to get across. Use your little words carefully. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.